0: On today's episode, Loving Your Inner Ballerina, Dodgeball versus The Steve Harvey Show, and we stumble upon the cure for all racism. All that and more on today's episode of Fat Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help
1: me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the right thoughts. Who do yeah. the church of Lori Beth is in session? And we're reading from the scriptures about vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on with me. Hello. My name is Lori Beth Denberg. And thank you for listening to Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Oh doing pretty good doing pretty good It's uh
0: it's a it's a good day it's kind of rainy here in la it is
1: but i like rainy you've got your covid hair in a ponytail i
0: do i do to
1: just just give that business in the front <laughs> to hide the party in the back.
0: Right. <laughs> and then I have to worry about that trail of water that comes, because I just took a shower, so there's just like a trail of water running down my back. You
1: didn't just take a shower, well. like, while I was waiting outside. <laughs> it was before I got here. I have
0: very thick hair. Yes. Anyway. Anyway,
1: uh, how are you?
0: How are you doing? I
1: am doing okay. We've got uh, quite an episode today. Yeah. So before we get into it, and I'll explain it a little more, um, we're going to shill. This is a shilling. Um, Please, if you like this podcast. Yes. uh, I guess if you don't like this podcast too, but (laughs) if you like this podcast, subscribe, tell your friends about it, ask them to subscribe.
0: Yeah, we've really been enjoying doing this, both of us, and uh, the only thing that'll get us to do it more is uh, if we have
1: subscribers and
0: uh, commenters and people that love
1: us. So if you could go subscribe on iTunes, on wherever you smush your podcasts and leave us a rating and leave a comment. Yeah. And share
0: share us with your friends, too. If you think there's somebody that might like us,
1: uh, let them know. Yeah. So far, we only have a few comments and one of them is from Clark's wife, Karen. (laughs) And I didn't know that it was under some other name. And I'm reading it and I go. Is that from Karen? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geez. So we want see. We don't want to have a restaurant with just Yelp reviews from our friends. <laughs> exactly. We want to. First of all, we also really want to know what you think. Yeah. Because feedback. That's why I said not only if you like us, yeah. but um. So do that, please, right now. No, not right now. Listen to the podcast right now. Well, unless
0: you can uh,
1: multitask. Exactly. But uh, this is kind of going to be a different kind of episode. Yeah, a very
0: special Bad uh, Advice. This is a
1: very special Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. I put out the call to you guys for questions about body image and weight loss. And we got such a response that we've decided to do the entire show on this topic. Yep. So, and honestly, we got so many questions that we'll probably do another one in the future. Like you guys really had a lot to say, a lot to ask yeah. and, um, really great questions and all different aspects of looking at, at these issues from different, f- different viewpoints. Right. So, um, this today's episode is going to be a little different. It's all going to be on the same topic. Yeah but it won't be boring <laughs> or will it
0: oh no never 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 this is going to be very fun and we're going to try and keep it as lighthearted as we possibly can <gasps> yeah it's
1: it's it's a deep subject it gets a into a lot of deep, deep subject and get, for me yeah. as well yeah and um so yeah let's let's see what we got let's do it let's
0: break it open all right we're going to start with question number 1 from our friend Juliana from Facebook and Juliana asks At what age did you start feeling your body wasn't the right shape? For me, it was about eight or nine years old. I remember being a little ballerina in my leotard and tights and thinking, I need to suck in my stomach. That, that was from Juliana.
1: Juliana. Yeah. I love you twice. <laughs> and I bet if we saw pictures you'd be the cutest fucking ballerina <laughs> on two legs. I like picture you with gorgeous long curly hair just right? like looking like a movie star ballerina on tiptoes. On t- uh, yeah, on point. On point. On point. Um so thanks for that question. I was I was just thinking about it and I think before before I had a weight problem, I always I can't re- I can't remember a time when I felt comfortable mm. in my own skin. Mm. I was tall. I was always in the back row of pictures in right. elementary school, right? And I just felt, and of course, I had that haircut that we've discussed many yes. times before. Yes, 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 the fat boy. I I never felt pretty i never felt comfortable i never felt feminine yeah and, it, and so it was interesting for me to listen to that question and say you know when did that start um i would say definitely by the end of not even the end maybe third or fourth grade mm. where i actually probably started putting on more weight than mm-hmm. was normal or usual right um and definitely by the end of you know junior high mm. Wait, was that junior high? No, it was the end of elementary school. Elementary school. When I had my bat mitzvah. Yeah. Because we talked about that the other day. And I remember that being like, how am I going to find a dress? And I'm, you know, I already was fat. It was already a problem. Right as it was in junior high and high school. And now I look back at pictures of me in high school and I'd go, God, I'd give fucking anything (laughs) to to be that weight again. I'm like, I look amazing. Which is so sad because I know that's (laughs) not how I felt or how I pictured myself. That's not how I operated in the world. Yeah, But- you know, I can't remember a time that this wasn't an issue and it was also a family issue. So mm-hmm. it was always hereditary. Yeah. Or Well, I don't know if it's her, I mean, it's nature versus nurture. Yeah. Who knows? Because yeah. um, it's the same as saying, you know, my family, you know, we were alcoholics. You know, we were food addicts. You know, food was whatever the thing was. Right. So that's what I grew up with. Right. Um, and that's. When it started, definitely the weight came on throughout elementary school. But even before that, I never felt, I never felt comfortable. Mm.
0: What about, um, you know, there were, we did a play in high school together, uh, a couple plays, but we did one play that was a Neil Simon play called Rumors. Rumors. And the whole play is like supposed to be a, a upper-class dinner Dinner party, party, right? So we all had to... I was in a tux the whole show, and you were in, like, a ball gown, weren't you? Uh, What about then? What about special occasions? Like, you really tried, right? Were there moments where you felt like... You really put an effort into it. So you felt at least a little better. We're, like, I don't know, were there ever in those moments where you tried and succeeded or even tried and failed?
1: There, well, the first thing I thought, I thought you were going a different way with oh, your yeah. question. Like in rumors, it was a, you know, upper class dinner party. Yeah. So they made the dress from me. Yeah. Because, or for me. Because I, you can't buy something off the rack to fit me. Now right. there's a lot more stores right. and stuff to buy stuff. Right. But, um, you know, no, it was kind of this ugly, jokey dress. It fit for the character too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, a crazy yeah. woman named Cookie. Right. But, you know, that was, had to be made for me. Right. And- no, getting dressed up to go somewhere nice is a nightmare. Yeah? It's a nightmare. There have been a few times where I've had some really cute stuff that a, I was happy about.
0: A nightmare to do, but while it's happening, do you feel better? Does it make
1: boost your confidence at least a little? A, a couple times. Yeah. There were two times where uh, <laughs> where I, was, I wasn't nominated. The uh, Steve Harvey Show was oh, nominated right. for an NAACP award, oh, which nice. we won. Oh, nice. Uh, best show.
0: Did you uh, do the acceptance speech?
1: I did. I did not. Oh, okay, but I did go up. Oh, okay, good. To like, I was kind of like, uh, okay, and then someone was like, "Go up there!" All right. So I went up with the cast. Um, and for that occasion, I asked the wardrobe chickie from our show. To help me oh. have a dress made. Yeah. Like a real custom made. Custom made fancy thing, Ball which I gown. loved. Yeah. And um so that was a cool experience. It yeah. was made specifically for me by yeah. a real seamstress. Not quite the same workmanship that was done in high school. <laughs> high school, yeah. <laughs> by, you know, <laughs> Becky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Becky. Um, <laughs> so that was good. And then there was this one year, you know, the all that um, theme song. And the right. opening credits. Right, right, right. You'd always see us like bouncing on the trampoline. Yeah. Which I was very uncomfortable with because I was fat and it was like jumping up and down and my right. body jiggling. Right. Which is why you see me in in one of my most famous shots, like jumping with the corn.
0: Right. Because it was
1: funny. It was a distraction and I could kind of cover myself up a little yeah. bit. But it ends up being like an iconic awesome, you know, solidifies Shot, yeah. my my tumultuous relationship with the corn. <laughs> with the, record. But at one point, I think it was season 4 maybe, 3 or 4. Okay. We did a different kind of opening that was very glamorous and very like right. old school with the the the, the Like the photographers, yes. it was like a red carpet kind yes. of thing. I remember that. Very old school like thirties, forties Hollywood. right?
0: And so I
1: was in a dress for that. I don't remember if it was made specifically for me, but my hair was all done and my makeup was done in a way that it never really had been. I mean, I'd be a character, an old lady when I was, you know, me, when I was Lori Beth in a sketch, I always wanted it to this day. I never get glammed up. I just want to look kind of natural and young, you know, it's like, right, right, right. So, So that day on that shoot, I was really glammed up. And I remember I kept looking at myself and like, wow, like I really was kind of Take I don't know. I just kept staring at myself. I mean, like, I was out there, but, right. you know, in the mirror, or whatever, when I was in the hair and makeup, just being like, this is, I look so different, and this is what a glamorous person looks like, and it's me. You're right. So that was a really interesting kind of a thing. Moment. Yes. Like
0: a quick little moment. Yeah.
1: But in general, wardrobe fittings are hard. Yeah. And, um. Even though now, like, now there are a lot more stores for bigger people. Right. And so there's much more of a, you know, variety and stuff to pick from. Right. But, um it's, it's always been a struggle. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, well, let's continue on this. Uh, I have two more questions here. They're actually... You know, they, they have a lot to do with each other. So oh, okay. I figured what I'd do is I'd read both of these questions together at the same time Perfect. and let you answer both of them uh, however you'd like. Gotcha, smart So one is from uh, Steffi Lynn, Steffi Lynn 86, and the other one is from Kit Kat Kit Kat Kit. So Steffi Lynn 86. <laughs> Says, uh, so I always got picked on because of my weight. Mm. I didn't start to gain weight until I was like 12 years old. Now I'm 34 and still struggling with it. What do you tell people who picked on you or judged you because of your weight? What was your escape? Mine as a kid was, of course, music and watching my TV shows. That's what helped me through it. And I just want to say thank you. And then Kit-Kat, Kit says, how do we handle strangers calling us fat? Mm. Ignore them? Try to educate them about fat phobia and about policing women's bodies? Should we have a sassy comeback ready?
1: Thanks. Mm those are great questions. Yeah. I mean they're awful questions. <laughs> yeah, right. But- they're horrible questions <laughs> but they're they're
0: appropriate. I, yeah.
1: Part of this is you know when you have this, even when you have an addiction, when you're an alcoholic, when you're fat and you have a problem with food, you think you're the only one. Yeah, You can see there's other fat people there, but you think you're the only one going through it. You're the only one that feels that way. You're the only one that eats that way. Right. And so a lot of these comments, you know, or questions, I should say, brought up the same issues like these two they're different but they're the same right exactly so that's part of why I think this is so cool because we can all we cannot be alone because we're not we just don't always know it
0: exactly
1: so getting picked on it's funny the um I remember in high school on a couple of occasions you know people are high school's great anyway everyone's so nice oh, all yeah. the time Absolutely. and it's a magical time for most of us <laughs> and um but I remember so many instances of you know a group of guys who I mean now I can look back and say a group of kids right but like a group of guys going down the hall that would make fun of me and like the way they would make fun of me is to like point to their friend and be like he likes you
0: right like it was so
1: embarrassing for them to say that right. about the guy right or to pretend the, the ground was shaking when I wrote went by or right. you know whatever it was so stuff like that and I do always think I mean, I was already so far down to start with. Yeah. I already had- by, by high school, by high school. By my life. Yeah. Well, I'm saying by the time you oh, got to yes, high yes, school. yes, yes, yes. By the time I got to high school, I was very deeply depressed and wounded and a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which leads to problems with weight and drugs and all yeah. that kind of stuff Um, that- I was just kind of beaten down. Yeah. But when that would happen, I would think, you don't even know me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And But then the point is, they don't know me. If yeah. they knew me, they wouldn't say those things. Exactly. You know, because they'd be like, oh, you're cool. Yeah,
0: exactly. But,
1: you know, that those are the the kind of, you know, outside, you know, the the outside forces. Right. That just, you know hurl rocks at you, yeah. verbal rocks at you. Yeah. And, you know, the the main thing is like, oh, just ignore them, right. you know, just ignore them. And it's like, that's a, that, a lot has been, a lot obviously we all know has been, come to the fore about bullying, about, right. you know, what turned someone into a goddamn school shooter, right. you know? There's a lot more, understanding, compassion, and discussion around this kind of stuff. Yeah. But back when we were kids, it was mostly just, just ignore them. That was it. And... So that's what I would do.
0: That's what you would get from parents. That's what you would get from teachers. That's what you would get yeah. from every adult would just be like, oh, ignore it. Yeah. Just ignore it.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what I would do. It's like pretend not to hear that. I mean, obviously I heard them, but like right. not acknowledge them, which goes into my answer for Kit Kit, Kit Kit Kit. Yes. About what do we do when strangers, you know, say shit to us? You know, should we tell them about being cat phobic? Right. And it's like, for the most part... No. Yeah. For the most part, they're not someone to. Dignify with a response, unless
0: for some reason this random stranger that you're talking to is somebody that you want to get to know for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there's and always then, that. Yeah, why would you want to get to know them if they are shaming you? <laughs> yeah, there's
1: always that kind of. It's like kind of like the person that would do that isn't someone you exactly. want to know anyway. And that's exactly right. Um, but there could be cases where it's like no, you know, they always have that thing like I was a KKK member and I sat down with a black man right. and changed my whole exactly. life. Exactly, exactly. General, you know, it's if, if it's somebody behaving that way, yeah, they're not somebody worth putting the time in. It's interesting, yeah, because I was made fun of, I was pointed yeah. out and laughed at by strangers, yeah. So, uh, so when I started on all that and I got recognized, right, then I had this whole other, I had all these people. Staring at me, right? Which I only associated with them staring at me because for bad reasons. Yeah, because I uh, look at that fat girl, or oh my right. god, or what are we going to say to her? And it took me a long time to adjust to that. Yes. So you know, my interactions are good, right? You know, with it's the, like after years
0: of being laughed and pointed at, yeah. Now you're being laughed and pointed at yes. for good,
1: and then hugged. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that was an interesting kind of mental change that yeah. I had to make in my perception of other people in the world around yeah, yeah, me. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the, here's what I remember. Here's what I remember. I, we were, uh, I forget where we were in school, but we were at some point in Chatsworth at high school Mm -hmm. and we got into a war. There was a war going on. We, You and I spent, I don't know, 80, 90 percent of our high school lives Mm -hmm. in the drama department. Yes. And we were always in there. We were making plays. We were doing short story, whatever it was. We were spending... All of our time in there. So, yes, occasionally I'm sure you'd be walking around and some jagoff off uh, sitting with his friends in the quad would make a joke yeah. and you'd have to deal with it. That was one thing. It, it's a totally another thing when it's somebody that knows you. Yeah. Somebody that deals with you. Yeah. And then they use that as their first attack. Yeah. As like, we're getting into a big argument over you know, school stuff or play stuff or something that's happening with our lives. Mm-hmm. And the immediate first attack on you is of course the weight. Yeah. Um, that's a different situation oh, yeah. than you know, Joey no name who's sitting in the quad. That's somebody that knows you that you have to deal with. Yeah. How do you handle people like that? Because you can't <laughs> tell them off, right? No. Because that's somebody that you gonna you're gonna have to remain in contact with.
1: Yeah. So it's I, different. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, obviously, I was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell me more and use all the <laughs> names you can. Um, uh, yeah, that's difficult. But also, I mean, to say to say this, which is a little bit off topic, the way I've learned to handle things and people— mm-hmm since high school oh yeah, has changed immeasurably, uh, mostly as a result of me getting sober and getting support through that, through that community. Um, yeah, exactly. I was like system. Like, That's <laughs> not the right word. Um, Because I really am able to see people differently and see their motivations and see where they're coming from. Right. And I know that, um, being assured that I'm right and treating people that don't agree with anger, right, isn't the way to sway people or yeah. to just sow harmony, right? Exactly. So if I had had better social skills, which I there's no way I would have at that point. Well, you were all on defense. Yeah, you were permanently on yeah. perma defense. But it's um, and I already felt. Outside of everything, because yeah. of my weight, yeah. you know, I was never going to be the star of the show. I exactly. was never going to be, you know, the leading lady or whatever. Right. And I didn't really have the confidence necessarily to do that because yeah. of my weight, right? But that was really different. It's funny, I, I without mentioning names, <laughs> um, yeah, there was just a really difficult year where yeah. a group. There was like, yeah, let's say, there, a group uh, of three or four w- a or girls. Click, yeah, just really were going after me. Yeah. Partially because of the way I handled myself. Yeah. But also because they were dicks. Yeah. And they're probably better now. I'm sure. But I know that uh, what always struck me is just this one moment where we were, oh, we were in the drama room. It wasn't during, it was like during lunch or something or after right. school. And I had my earphone, my earphones on. Right. Probably with my disc man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> trying to learn a song for a show we okay. were doing or whatever. Sure. So I kept, you know, when you're, if you don't know, behind the scenes, you listen to a little bit of it, you go back, you listen to it again. All right. Um, <laughs> deep show business tricks (laughs) exactly get a disc man and i remember the main antagonist of that group yeah talking to other people and to me but i just ignored her because i had earphones on and i was like i can pretend i don't hear and she's like yeah that's what just you know people do when they're stupid and she was gonna say fat I think but one of the click yeah was, was fat. fat. Yes. And I really feel like she and I don't I, she might have been there. yeah, So I think she was going to be she ended up saying like, "Yeah, that's what people do when they're stupid and ugly." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I really remember that yeah. so vividly. Right? Um and yeah, I just fought back and I had a few friends that knew the score. And, you know, I just I made it through high school yeah. and then I got well, the job you, on Nickelodeon, which you, none of them got. Yeah. And... You were taken away from high school. That's yeah. the best part. Is I was that... taken away. And Liam Neeson had to find me with this <laughs> special set of skills.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, You're okay. going to get fat. Uh, I will find you. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure if we have fully answered that question, but we should probably move on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's move on to question number three. This is from Future Kitsch. And Future Kitsch asked, adding to the other voices who have said similar things, you made such a difference in my life through my being able to see someone so hilarious and smart on television, someone owning their life space, uh, being comfortable in their own body and commanding the spotlight. Thank you. A related question. Were you aware at the time about how much of an inspiration you were to young girls and to all young people, probably?
1: Thank you so much for that question. And going through the responses, um, for every actual question we got, there were two or three or more people that just commented that I was an inspiration to them, yeah. that it was such a comfort to them to see someone that looked like them on TV and that they could be funny and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: Just a wave of those answers.
1: Yeah, just just so many lovely compliments. And I really thank you. <laughs> and then I really had to think about this because, you know, I wasn't confident. Yeah, I didn't feel good about myself. No. I wasn't comfortable in my own body. I'm still not. Yeah, And I, and I thought, do I, do I blow that illusion for people? Right. You know what I mean? Right. All, all you guys that are like, you were such an inspiration and seeing you up there and doing all that stuff. And as I was thinking about that, I said, you know, the inspiration is that I, did feel awful. I did feel bad. I wasn't comfortable. I didn't have self-worth and I still got up in front of a goddamn camera and did my job.
0: That's exactly right. And that is incredibly inspirational.
1: Yeah. And, and so I had to look at it like that and say, you know, I was there to be seen. Right. And that in the end is the most important thing. Right. Not, you know, that any of you think like, well, if you weren't happy as happy as a clam doing cartwheels, then it's a lie.
0: right?
1: But the drive in me, the fact that I found theater and acting that I just, you know, devoured, sorry, pun intended. Yeah. No, no pun intended on our <laughs> fat show. I devoured it. Um, it really was this pull. Yeah. Really, when I first found it was like, I want to do this always. Mm -hmm. And so that was strong enough to, you know, that won out over me being like, I don't want to go up in front of people. I don't want to. The one time that I didn't do that was we were at um, over the summer, (laughs) over the summer at a local high school. I'm sorry. At a local college, (laughs) there was a theater program. There was like a theater camp. Clark went. Oh, yeah. Tons of people went. What's funny is I'd had such a hard time in school, a really hard time in school that year. And then it was like, oh, I'll go to this thing, you know, for the first time because people had been going for years. Yeah,
0: it was like a 45-year tradition.
1: So, and then I walk in and all the people in the class are like from high school. And I was like, God damn. Damn it! <laughs> um, but one of the classes there was dance, yeah. And I have good rhythm, and I'm and I'm flexible, and I've never had a problem doing it. But you had to do uh like a kind of a final project or whatever, mm. or you know a dance, yeah. And I think other people might have done it in groups, but I didn't have a group. Wow! And I told the teacher. Or, you know, the instructor, I said, I, I don't want to do this up in front of everybody. Was it Candy? It was. No. What was her name? Oh, I just had it in my head. Were you in Cabaret? Yeah. She was the dance person for Cabaret. Oh, okay. With the uh, short Bob. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Danny. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah, think yeah. her name is Danny. Yeah, Danny, yeah, yeah. you're awesome. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it you know i'll be they'll be watching right. me and laughing at me and and not that i couldn't do the dancing but it's like i'm going to jiggle i'm going to fuck right. up whatever it is and so she let me do it privately <sighs> she let me come in i think there's one other person there like during lunch or something wow. and and do my thing and she was like that was great there's no reason you couldn't do that in front of everybody oh that's great so that was the one time that i remember like you know yeah this is uh I, I, I can't do it. But knowing that, knowing that how I felt and that I had so much sadness and shame and everything about my body, about, you know, my weight, and still saying, no, I want to be on TV. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to be crazy. Yeah. You know, and that. To me, now that I can look at it um, objectively, that is the inspiration. Right. That was a very brave moment. Yeah. So to to answer the question, did I did I think back then I'm going to be an inspiration for people like, no, I had no no idea.
0: You were just kind of hoping you weren't going to be uh, roasted live
1: on television. Yeah. I was hoping I wouldn't be an embarrassment to myself and your family and, and your yeah, friends exactly. and everyone. But um, your dogs are like, we don't want anything to do with you fatty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had no idea that I would have that impact. Yeah. I didn't have any idea until a couple years in when people would stop me and yeah. say that. Yeah, And um, there was one time at Disneyland when we were, I think we were coming out of big thunder mountain Mm. and a bunch of people had come up to me as we were on our way, probably to pirates or Mm. something. And she was like the fifth or sixth or seventh person. And I had stopped and taken pictures and I was a little, not that I was like over it, but it's like, I just wanted to go. And I was a little bit like brusque with her and she kind of looked nervous. And she said, I just want to tell you, you know, how, seeing you on TV made me feel better about being a big girl. Like she wanted to express that to me. And Hey, yeah. I was so grateful that I wasn't like more of a dick and said like, <laughs> right. no more questions, <laughs> you know, but I mean, that stopped me in my tracks yeah. and I listened to her and we hugged yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So as time went on and I got more feedback because at first it was just people on the internet saying like, why is that fat girl so fat? Right. And as I got more positive feedback and emotional feedback, we talked about this in the last show. Um, it started to dawn on me and I started to feel that guilt about like, everyone thinks I'm so great. And the spokesperson and I, hate myself right. a lot of the time. Well it
0: also goes back to the to the question with the strangers. Of course, yeah. strangers that see you immediately, that's the first thing they think of. Yeah. But once somebody gets to know you, they realize that it's like that's just one part of just an amazing person. Yeah. So it's it it gets lost. Yeah. It immediately gets lost to anyone who knows who, either knows you or has spent time watching you. Yeah. They instantly get like, oh, that's just part of who you are, and you're great. Yeah. And hey, that was always
1: that was always the best thing to me. I think Clark, you just hit on the cure for all racism. <laughs> If we could all just, I mean, it's true because it's really the same situation of looking at someone and judging them and how you feel about them because they're fat. Right. Or they're black. Right. Or they're Hispanic. Right. You know, Jew. The, the difference, or they're a Jew exactly. or they're, you know, whatever. There is a difference. There's a big difference. Let me make clear between the consequences. Of someone looking at me who was problematic because right. I'm fat and someone looking at someone as problematic because they're black. Right. You know, right. the racism and the violence and all that kind of stuff is a much different animal. Yes. But theoretically, if we could all just get together and get to know each other.
0: Theoretically, it's still the same species. Yes, exactly. Right? It might not be a tiger, but it's still a lynx.
1: Yeah, it's the same. It's the same concept. So yeah. all we have to do is make sure every single person in the world gets to know each other. Other. <laughs> it's like on, on The Simpsons, in the episode, it's called Homer It guest stars John Waters. <laughs> and, you know, Homer has this big problem with, you know, Bart spending time with this gay guy yeah. because he thinks Bart's gay now and right. all this stuff. And in the end, John Waters' character... Saves Homer's life, yeah. and then Homer turns around. He's like, "You're okay," and, she, and John's like, "Something like, I, I'm so glad you came around, and all I had to do was save your life. <laughs> now, if every gay man could just be the same, we'd be set. <laughs> exactly, you know. So that's
0: exactly. So right. everybody
1: in the entire world just has to meet everyone else they might have a problem with.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: and then let's turn
0: that around to the view to the listeners out there too. If if a uh, uh, future kid. Uh, is having issues with people being nasty and saying nasty things clearly those people probably don't know you. Oh yeah. And you know what who the fuck cares about them that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like
1: they're getting married and they're like do you Clark and you're like wait a minute you're fat I'm calling this off. <laughs> exactly you run out holding hands with the maid of honor
0: <laughs> like a weird ending to the graduate Exactly um, all right, let's move on to uh, question number four. Okay, question number four is from uh, somebody named Not So Crazy Cat Lady. <laughs> and Not So Crazy Cat Lady says, as many others, growing up with you on one of my favorite shows made me happy to know there were other big girls out there. You're an amazing person. Thank I've you. known all. I've known. I've always had pressure growing up to lose weight, so I could quote. Be pretty. Have you dealt with a lot of pressure to lose weight and or have weight loss surgery? How have you stayed true to who you are against all of that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for your question. Yeah, the pressure to lose weight. I mean, beyond being picked on and having it be a crushing force in your life. Right. Um, is and i was made fun of by family members like it it runs a gamut right. and of course it's like well we just you know thought it would help motivate you it's right. yeah, like no exactly. you're a fucking asshole and an idiot exactly um but yeah there's always that pressure there is always that well you know you'd be able to do this if you were if you were thinner if you just lost weight and that You know, not that I, not that I expect or would expect someone. I mean, there are reasons why you're fat, that like thyroid problems, all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. But to just, you know, be overweight, I don't know that anybody goes. You're perfect the way you are. I don't think you should be able to walk upstairs, you know, without having a, you know, asthma attack. Right, right, right. But the the pressure to lose weight. It's more like the insistence and reminder that you're not good the way you are. Right. So I definitely had that. Yeah. Definitely had that from family members. You know, the outside, the bullies, that's kind of a different thing. Exactly. But because they weren't like, we're really, hey, he likes you. He's really concerned about your health. (laughs) (laughs) you know but it's you know the well we want you to just be you know successful and this and that and the ultimate thing you have such a pretty face if you've ever said that to someone in your life spank yourself (laughs) in a bad way and don't ever say it again yeah 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 you know you have such a pretty face. It's Ugh. a shame you're fat so that you look disgusting Ugh. and no one will look you in the face. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so there was that pressure. Yeah. And there was that, you know, and meanwhile, I come from a family, My, my both my parents, severely obese. Oh, yeah. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. That's what I know. There's a reason that food is a comfort. There's a reason that I right. use food
0: to as a point a where,
1: yeah, exactly. And so all of that was kind of like, well, what do you expect me to do? Right. You know? And there was, um, you know, stuff to try to make. Like I went to to Weight Watchers as a kid. Yeah. I went to Fat Camp. Yep. Fat Camp was a very, it's a very singular experience. Really? I wouldn't say it's a good experience. Mm. Um. There's like so much going on, right? And uh, even at Fat Camp, I was the fat girl. Really? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people at Fat Camp who um aren't really obese. They're right. just you know counselors that want to get in shape, or that they just have the qualifications for the jobs they have. Mm. And then there's tons of girls who are like young women who are perfectly beautiful and wonderful and think they're fat as pigs. Uh, Of course. And then there's little kids that are fat and you go, well, where are they getting their food from? Right. You know, he'd live in his own studio apartment and he (laughs) like just huffs down to Vons every week and gets what he wants, (laughs) you know? And then you would have, like, I remember so vividly this one year they accepted the court the company behind them accepted a 6-year-old girl mm. to come to fat camp wow and The reason I remember it so distinctly and was so disturbed, I mean, it was just absolutely crushed me because on the first day of camp, I was a counselor at that point. Okay. The first day of camp, she walks in, she is, you know, as tall as a six year old Mm -hmm. and pudgy, she's short and pudgy and, and, you know, that's her, her mother and her two sisters come in and they are tall and scary. Uh, and then her dad walks in who is like danny devito oh so she just looks she's genetically genes from her dad like her dad and i just thought that is Uh, just awful yeah you're telling this girl that she's fat and not good enough and like what i don't know what they told her but they sent her to fat camp
0: Wow. What, and, what was the normal age for the fat
1: cam? I would say, oh, she was a very, yeah, she was, was younger. Say, not, no. not
0: just she was young. She yeah. was like probably unusually young. <laughs>
1: Absolutely unusually young. I would say there weren't Many kids under nine or ten. Yeah. So it was a very I mean, that's why it stuck out so much in my in my memory, was because she was so unusually weird. That's why I started by saying they accepted. Wow. You know, it's like, oh, are you gonna have this girl? And they were like, yeah. sure, there's money in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when
1: I just saw her dad walk in with his body shape, I'm like, how do you people not see that?
0: Yeah. And now
1: you're putting in her head that she's fat and not good enough because she- she doesn't look like her sisters. Yeah, she might never look like them. Well, she will
0: never look like them. They clearly have different genetic body types, yeah. and I'm sorry, there are just some body types that are not meant to be slim, tiny little stick figures. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that there's a, an excuse to be fat or an excuse to be obese. However, there really are just body types and metabolism types that don't slim down. Yeah. You might not be huge, but you're never going to be a stick unless you just stop eating. Yeah. So, you know, how horrible for that little girl who clearly has that second type of body. Yeah. And doesn't necessarily need to hate her body, right? If she liked her body, she could do
1: the best with what she's got. Yeah. And she's also six years old. She has like baby fat on her. She has so much potential. And, and, but I just felt like, well, maybe the potential now is starting at six Yeah, or even before that, if they're already thinking, what can we do with our kid? She's so embarrassing. Right. You know, so that was just really, um, sad really a sad statement Oof. but um that was an anomaly that this one girl was little but when i saw her parent i was just like whoa yeah it just laid everything out so clearly but i would say that um a majority of it was preteen, teenage girls and boys definitely people there that just went to get Like in shape, right? Or or, I'm probably that had bad body image, you know, yeah, to a certain degree. And probably it's like Fat Camp is like the horniest. Oh, no, the the horniest frat party ever. Oh, no. So every guy, I mean, the chicks outweighed the guys, not outweighed. Well, they (laughs) might have, some of them did, but there were like, you know five girls to every boy Oh wow! and they made use of it. Wow. Um, and I'm not saying everybody was like fucking all over the place, right. but like, you know, a guy that would have been the chubby loser at like sports camp right. was like the big man on campus right. at fat camp. Nice. I'm the fat man on campus. Did they
0: separate the guys and the girls? I hope
1: they did. Yes, they did. Okay. But, you know, we're together yeah. at the evening stuff. There's yeah, people, yeah. everyone sneaks away. I mean, regular camps like sure, that too.
0: I, I saw meatballs.
1: You saw meatballs. <laughs> you saw little foxes. We have had this exact conversation <laughs> on another episode. I think so. Um, so it was difficult though, yeah. because. It was really like, all you have to do is do it. You just have to eat right. And you, right. when you go home, you have to eat like this because they're handing you, you know, your food. Right. You're, they're handing you your food to eat. You don't right. have to make any choices. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't address really any emotional issues that yeah. go into why why you might be that way.
0: exactly.
1: And that was a real... Problem. Yeah. Like I remember I wasn't there, but when I was a counselor, there was a story that a girl in another group they were having like a rap session, talking session. And she said she told them all that she had been raped. Oof. And she's a kid. Oof. And that is something that obviously she felt comfortable. She's like, Oh, I'm at this camp. Oh, wow. Everyone will understand. Yeah. And she chose to share that. And the response was the the camp director called her mother and said, "This is inappropriate for her to share. Oh. you know i don't I don't know what they said to the girl, oh. but it's like, yes, you had trauma, and now you're stuffing your face. And we'll talk about this a little later yeah. too. um you know, so that the emotionality, which is a word I think I just made up uh. behind these issues. Was not discussed. With, yeah. It wasn't dealt with. It wasn't discussed. It was all about you. Just have to have the willpower, and you have to do this, right. and you know, just you know, it's that thing. Just if the it's same, meant to
0: be, it's yes. up to
1: me. No, but akin akin with like neck and neck with you have such a pretty face uh-huh. as fucking shut your goddamn mouth. Statements to make is, well, when you're hungry, why don't you just snack on carrot sticks? (laughs) It's like, shove these up your ass. Shove your carrots up your ass.
0: Okay, well, uh, this actually brings me to a very good point where we can skip over to our our rotating segment of the week. Inevitable information. And now, Lloyd Beth Denberg with more inevitable information for your everyday lives. Thank you, soup.
1: Thank you, soup. Uh, and today's Soup also figuring into our
0: weight loss and food, <laughs> it's our whole food episode. episode. Um, we actually have another question. I, I know you guys love the questions. We got so many good questions that we found a good question that talks about or that asks for information, not only on body image and weight, but also talks about your roles in uh, dodgeball. And uh, let me just get to the question. Okay. So haunting ghosty asks, love your podcast and everything you've done. Thank you. You've even done a few cameos for me in the past, oh. and they were really sweet with your special touch to them. Thank you. I know your role in dodgeball involved your weight. Did that mess with your body image at all? How can I become comfortable with my own?
1: That's a great question. Um, I'll just start with the with the, what you asked first. With dodgeball... They handled the whole situation really well. And what I mean by that is um, sides. Sides are like the little script, little scenes that they send out to actors to prepare for the auditions. Right. They're called sides. A couple of pages of the script. Yeah, a couple of pages, maybe a couple of scenes. It's usually not more than five pages total. Right. And I had read every set of fat girl sides from here to the moon and back. Right. And the dodgeball ones were very well done. Mm. Meaning it wasn't like fat cheerleader number two. It was like Martha Johnstone. That was the character's name. You know, it wasn't a joke about... I wasn't eating a hoagie on the sidelines. Right. The punchline of the joke
0: wasn't your weight as much as it was your enthusiasm. It was
1: my enthusiasm. It was my weight as far as him lifting me up. And right. I was, and then me falling and then my crotch was on his face when we right, fell. Right. But just the way it was handled in the wording, mm. in the description of the character, mm. was already it was already clear that they understood what this was. Plus right. it was funny. Plus it was, right. you know, a Ben Stiller film. Like it was above board. Right. And cause we'll get to something else that. Below board. Yeah. Um, so, and it, I had to do a stunt. Like, there was all this stuff. It was a real professional movie. And the way that they even put the audition out mm. was like, yeah, this is good. Well, well. I mean, I I wouldn't be the head cheerleader. It's a joke that I'm a fat cheerleader. Right. And I was cool with that. Yeah. I think I was cool and comfortable with that because of how it was presented.
0: Right. You know,
1: if it had been very
0: professional, very yeah. uh, uh, considerate.
1: Cause there's another one now that I think about it. It was scary movie two, three, sure. five, six, who knows which sure, one sure. that I got sent um, an audition for. And it was the play, the fat girl who died. Like there was a dog door in the, Garage door or something, and I was supposed to try to fit through it to get away from the killer, but I couldn't because I was so fat. And it, you know, the garage door lifted up and I, and the character got murdered. Mm. And there probably was like, you know, fat jokes and eating or whatever. Sure. And I remember I didn't go on the audition. I just said, you know, and it's not like I'm so famous or anything that I'm like, I don't need this work. Like I always needed work. I always wanted work. But this, I said, I'm not. I'm not going to this. Let somebody Absolutely. else have it. Um, but and then there were ha 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 uh, the Steve Harvey show. Oh yeah, which I mean I know I told you just just recently, dear right. listeners, that I'd read every Fat Girl character from here to Timbuktu, sure, and sure. Um, I don't know that I, the ones I got for the Steve Harvey show were the worst. Really, I'd ever seen. The worst I'd ever seen. Wow. To the point where I called my manager at the time and I said, I don't want the first time you hear I have a problem with this to be when they call and offer money. Yeah. So I just let her know every single line was about how fat I was and how much I was eating and eating. And what was I eating? And it was on my face and every single line. Wow. The character's name was Lydia Gutman. Lydia Gutman. Huh. Um, Just atrocious. Huh. And I went for the audition and I knew that I'd nailed it. I knew walking out of there that I'd gotten the job.
0: This was, I mean, this was really soon after you left Nick, right? Yeah, this was really very- Really soon, it, within
1: it, a, a couple of months. It overlapped a little bit. Okay. And I knew I'd walked, not because they told me I'd gotten it. Right. I just knew walking out- sure. That I would, that I got the job. You were confident. And so then they called and they offered me the job. And they offered me- Two weeks of work, Hmm. so it wasn't just one. And it was like a guest star, like just you know, there's like different, you know, different levels of actor. And it was a guest star, and it was money, and it was. I take that back. It was the first job I booked outside Nickelodeon. I just still did some Nickelodeon stuff afterward, right? So, but your full time (laughs) gigs at Nickelodeon were officially done. Uh, Yes, I believe that's true. So I decide I'm going to take this job. Sure. And the reason is, and I think we might have talked about this before, you know, you read the script at the table read and everybody laughs and doesn't laugh. And based on that, they change it to say, oh, let's change this joke. Let's change this joke. And then they do revisions, the writers and producers, they give you a new script the next day. So I thought, Okay, I can go in there. I can do what they do. I know shows get rewritten all right. week. Let's cross my fingers. Yeah. I went in there for the table read with the script as it was. Mm. And I did what I do, which was really fucking great, despite sometimes being an actor for me is making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. This is a prime example. Yeah. So I, um, just did what I did and people were really impressed. And I remember this one joke where it, it was the, the, the hot black guy fooling me into thinking we were going on a date so he could have a party at the house I was staying at. Mm. So he's just using me. And when I'm expecting him in the apartment, I'm getting everything ready perfectly and the bing bong. And I go, here's my chubby chaser now. Mm. And I was getting good laughs at the read through. through. And when I said that line, Cedric, The entertainer specifically kind of just looked down and shook his head, Mm. and there was a real like, "Oh, this seems so funny when we wrote it." Right.
0: Everyone started realizing what you realized the day you picked up those scraps,
1: and kind of what, and kind of what you had talked about before about getting to know somebody. Right. I killed at that table Table read. read. When they went back and revised the script, and we got the new one the next day, 99% of it was changed.
0: Wow. There was one joke
1: left about that I had eaten a cookie and had a chocolate chip stuck to my face <laughs> okay. still. Everything else had changed. That's
0: fantastic. And there was
1: never a fat girl joke after that. It was all... Uh, that I was the smartest girl in school. It was all that I was Jewish, which was like this urban, you know, predominantly African-American, you know, Community sitcom, right? Right. right. So it's like, oh, I'm the, my dad owns a deli, and you know, I, I really became at the, by the end of the show, my character was the smartest girl in school and the valedictorian. Well, not to mention
0: the 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 fat joke character that you went into that you auditioned for was could only last for two episodes, right? It, yeah. That kind of humor doesn't last. So the fact that they did change it probably opened up your character to being a more regular character on that show
1: i'll I'll take a little exception with that because if you watch i can't think of any right now of course but you can watch shows where the fat character has fat jokes made Oh, that's their thing right those definitely are they exist they exist but i really feel like when i showed up and did what i do right they realized oh, there's more to this. Not only that there's more to this, but we're kind of embarrassed. Yeah, and there's
0: better humor. Yeah, There's better humor to be found with you being super anal and super productive in a group of kids that aren't productive, right? That was the key.
1: It was, and it just, I am so... That's one of the things I'm proudest of yeah. that I took that job and to their credit, the, you know, the staff and the writers and the producers also saw there was an issue yes. and moved on. Yes. Quickly, um, quickly. Yeah, too. Very, Oh, very. I mean, in one day, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. In one day. That's amazing. And so, but that was, you know, a situation I really thought, do I, you know, you always hear people think, say, you know, Oh, I don't want to take this job just right, for money. Right. Well, when you're an actor and you're young and you know, I didn't have any work need, going on
0: need to pay rent next month. Yeah,
1: And I'm trying to like, you know, graduate from Nickelodeon because yeah. I'm, you know, 20, 24 at this <laughs> right. point, you know, it's like, okay, I took this job. I took this job and it was a real gamble and it ended up paying off. Yeah. So as far as, you know, uh, the question about, you know, did being in dodgeball kind you of fuck with, with my image. mind and my body image, I don't think it did. Okay. I don't think it did by that point. And even with Steve Harvey, like I really just came in swinging. Yeah. Um and though they were such on opposite sides of the spectrum as yeah. far as completely disrespectful juvenile right. and then completely respectful, but this is the joke. Yeah. So, um So everyone watch Dodgeball. (laughs) Actually, if you watch Steve Harvey, I I get residuals. Although I don't think I get residuals the more people that watch. Well, you never know. Just watch uh, Dodgeball. Watch whatever you want. (laughs) Um, Okay. Thank you so
0: much. That was a really good question. But let's move on to our final question of the uh, day. And that is from James. James is from Instagram. Okay. And his question is, serious question, why do you eat so much? I know the answer is different for everyone. Just wondering if you would share your answer. You're a talented actress. All that was the gravy. It was the gravy. All that was the gravy. I agree. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good line.
1: Thank you, James. Um, When I first read your question, when I came across it, I thought you were a troll. Yep. I thought I asked for questions about, image and you know body weight and weight loss and you said i have a question why do you eat so much right because those are the kind of questions you know that you get comments that i've gotten before but then as i read the rest of the question i realized you're not a troll you're really asking and it's actually a great question it really is why do i eat so much um which to be rephrased in a you know in a not kind of, you weren't being unkind so <laughs> in a in a more pleasing way yeah. is why do i have such problems with weight and food right um and it is different for everybody it really is a lot of it has to do with trauma and that's the case with me mm. plus like i said nature versus nurture yeah both of my parents were extraordinarily, extraordinarily overweight. Yep. Food was the thing yep. to comfort. You yeah. know, food was the thing to numb celebrate. out with. Yeah. To well celebrate. It's a bad day. It's a good day. Whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was the substance that I was taught to go to. Right. But also, I am um, I was sexually abused as a mm. child. And it is extraordinarily common for victims of sexual abuse, or you're supposed to say survivors yeah. of sexual abuse, okay. I think, um, to to gain weight when yeah. you hit puberty, to put on weight, and it's a protection, right? A physical protection. Yeah, it's that if I don't look, if I'm ugly, no one will want to hurt me like that.
0: Right.
1: It is a really, really common occurrence. Yeah. And that was, you know, a large part of (laughs) a large part that, (laughs) you know, a big part of my story Yeah, is the trauma from any abuse. I was also physically abused and emotionally. I did not have a, Uh, I did not have uh, a good time growing up. Disney
0: picture perfect childhood.
1: No, I did not. So, um, that. All of those things contribute to me needing a coping mechanism and not have, and I was not taught successful. I was not taught healthy coping mechanisms. I was taught food. I was taught, just ignore them. You know,
0: your emotions.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, well then I'm going to do this by eating so much that I'm numb. Right. And I'm going to do this by, you know, not going outside and just sitting at home and watching TV and which in the end, sitting at home, watching TV paid off for me. But, um, You know, that trauma and lack of productive coping skills is still what I deal with today. Sure. You know, I still deal with that today. I've talked on the show before about how I'm, you know, almost 15 and a half years sober. Yeah. I still have behaviors that I did while I was using, hmm. I still have a, sometimes a lot of that, you know, practicing bad self-care, procrastination, yeah. you know, all of this stuff, ignoring stuff that I need to deal with. Right. Even though I'm not using drugs or alcohol anymore, I'm still. The routine it, is yeah. still in your brain. Yeah, it's still in my brain. But the the food, you still have to eat food. Yeah, that's, you <laughs> totally. know, that's why there's in a support group that I've been in for. Um, For food as well, it's like, we're all like, man, I wish they all wish that they were just drunks because you don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to do heroin. Exactly. But you have to eat
0: at some point.
1: Yeah. And so there's this kind of envy of like, Mm. I wish it was that simple. Yeah. And, you know, that's to, to answer the question, James, why do you eat so much? It's because. It's protection. Yeah. It's protection. And then it is the barrier. Because I do want love and I do want a relationship. And I, not, I mean, there's plenty of guys that are like, I like your junk in the trunk. Like there's all that kind of stuff. But I feel badly about myself a lot of the time that I'm not pursuing it. Mm. I'm. I don't have the confidence to really go out and do that kind of stuff. Right. You know, and plus the relationship I've had have been just top notch. Oh, my God. So I got to throw in some resentment once a show. Every show. We need Uh, at least one moment. So it's, you know, it's, hey, I'm eating this food to survive, to protect myself, to numb myself out. Yeah. And then it is a barrier for me to really having any sort of life because I'm keeping myself from it right. while longing for connection and all the kind of things that I'm, you know, preventing myself from doing, Right. you know, within my own mind. Yeah. So that's my answer to why do you eat so much? And I, and I appreciate that you put it that way, actually, James, because it really caught my attention. Yeah, absolutely. And then to follow it up with you know, your really thoughtful explanation of that, I thought, because we always decide what's going to be the final question. Yeah. Like, it's usually more weighty. And when I saw that, I said- That's the final question. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, I hope that answers it for somebody. There are a million different answers for that question. So thank you so much for your response and your honesty and opening yourself up with, with what you gave back to us because- It's hard to talk
0: about. It's very hard to talk about this. And nobody likes talking about it. And I'm hoping it was fun to listen to.
1: Right? uh, This one was a laugh riot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope you guys had a lot of fun. If you have questions for Lori Beth, please send it to us at AskLoriBeth.com. You can hit us up on all the socials at AskLoriBeth. Or you can just leave a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-DENBERG. That's 1-855-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. 1-855-336-2374.
1: And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram. Yep. I wrote it down this time, so I said it right. And the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on... Facebook, Facebook and at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. Yay. I wrote them down so I would say them like a young person. <laughs> and uh, you can find me to book a video at cameo.com slash Lori Beth.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a real fun time and I hope we
1: hear from you again soon. Yeah. Thanks so much, babies. All right.
0: Bye. question there. Thanks for listening.